Hey guys, I'm Chris. I'm Anthony. And I'm Sheila. And we're Dees Motors. And today we're talking about driving styles. Ooh. Mm hmm. So, um. Well, what would you describe your driving style as? Me? Yep. Both of you. Well, um, you know, I, I honestly, going right into it here. So when I when I started driving, actually, I actually was quite aggressive. I honestly, I think most people. I want to go on a limb here and say most people think most people probably start out quite aggressive as drivers. You know, uh, yeah, I. I, yeah, I don't know. I was just always like super like trying to get in front of people, changing lanes a lot, trying to get there as fast as possible kind of thing. Um, very antsy, always going like speed limit, you know, maybe a little more. Maybe. Um, but yeah, like it was, it was, it was a stressful time too. You know, you're, you're learning and stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. But, you know, now I've mellowed out quite a bit. Um, I'm quite relaxed, actually. I don't know. I think I started out, like, really defensive driving type, and I'm slowly, like, I'm slowly getting kind of more aggressive, but not, like, super aggressive. But, like, I can definitely, like, see the changes when I'm driving, where, like, I'm just really impatient sometimes. Do you have road rage? I don't have road <laughs> rage, but I have, like... <laughs> That face have road rage. <laughs> no, no, you I'm, never I'm know. In the slow lane. No, I'm yeah. kidding. Um, I don't know. I I have moments where I'm just like I see another driver. And I'm like, what, what, what are you doing? What are? It's not like He's yelling like... at the steering wheel, but like I'm I'm I think I'm getting there. I'm I'm afraid. Of, I'm afraid that I'm getting there. Anthony just there, like. Ah! <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, my headphone fell off. That's how aggressive that was. <laughs> and oh, Montreal yeah. is notorious for terrible drivers. It's it's just Montreal mm -hmm. just tries my patience with driving sometimes. It's true. Yeah. Particularly with Yeah. Traffic. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it's hilarious, right? Like I I don't think okay, to be fair to everyone else in the world, our traffic is bad, but Probably not the worst every anywhere, right? But like, for sure, um, in terms of time, at least our commutes are similar than I would say most of uh, most of the world's worst traffic. When you compare it to the amount of distance we have to go to get somewhere, now what I mean, like what I mean is like, right? If you look at like the efficiency or something, if you want to do math. You know, like if you look at the time per kilometer it takes to get somewhere, it's ridiculous, right? Like I used to work, uh, I think I mentioned this first episode, right? I used to work in the South Shore um, of Montreal in a place called Boucherville, uh, for those of you who want to know. And um, great place, you know, no, nothing about nothing, nothing wrong with it. But Boucherville is in the South Shore of Montreal, northern, north, south shore, basically, because Montreal is kind of tilted. Um, and if you want to get from there to, let's say, somewhere in the middle of the island where I live, not going to disclose where I live, um, 
it's quite a ways, you know, it, 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 it's not exactly direct. I, th I don't have the exact mileage here, but I think I want to say it's about, I want to say somewhere in the ballpark of 30 kilometers away. Okay. And at certain hours of the day, rush hour traffic, it would take me about an hour to get home at, mm -hmm. in the evening. Um, in the morning, it was maybe like 15, 20 minutes, not too bad. If I really wanted to push it 15 minutes, you know, it's not that far, you know, because if you're going, you know, 30 kilometers, let's say, right, like I said, like, again, I don't know exactly what the distance was, but 30 kilometers, right, if you're going 120, like on a normal highway, so 60 miles an hour for uh, well, 60 miles an hour would be 100 kilometers an hour. Um, 120 is kind of like the upper limit on highways in, in Canada. Um, at 120, 30 kilometers would take you uh, 50 minutes, but it took me an hour. So it took me four times as long as it would take me if I was just on a straight open highway, right? So that's quite a bit of traffic, you know, but like for someone living in Toronto, I know an hour is quite normal. Is it? Um, but an they're hour... going much farther. This is like mm -hmm. at a constant speed, right? Like they, they go longer distances. I think they go longer distances. I think they go a bit higher speed, but there's still traffic the whole way, you know? Mm -hmm. okay. I don't want to speak for people who live in Toronto. Maybe one day Eva coming on the show, our, our fourth member, she can, she can speak to that because she used to travel across the city every day. Uh, I think it was an hour to work, an hour from work, like no matter what, because I think she's taking public transit as, as well, so it's not quite the same. But um, she made me speak to it a little bit more because she lives in the city. But it, it's crazy. I know some people in the States too, right? Um, I know people go interstate to to get to work and back it's crazy it's it's you know it doesn't make any sense mm -hmm. one, of, one of the things is is construction really doesn't help um especially like on the on the uh the 15 that's a north north south highway for us in montreal but mm -hmm. it seems like during rush hour you're you're stuck there for a good half hour coming from downtown um if you're if you're trying to get onto the to um, the forty is a left like east west highway, um, and it's yeah. it's like clockwork every single day, uh, every single weekday it's the same thing. Yeah, and it's, it's what do no you guys? One's... Sorry, I'll go for it. I mean, oh, I was just gonna say it's no one's fault. It's just that everyone everyone's just everyone just wants to get home. Mm -hmm. No, it's someone's fault, Anthony. It's someone's fault. <laughs> <laughs> it's always someone's fault. Uh, okay. What do you guys do during long commutes to like keep yourself entertained? Uh, at that point, I start shouting into a steering into my steering wheel. <laughs> okay, that's when the road rage comes out. <laughs> you know, I've never heard that before. <laughs> I just picture Anthony yelling into. His, ah, you know, I, just, like, I was so impatient, and like, if I'm in my car, I want to, I want to drive, I want to go somewhere, but traffic jams in Montreal, like you, you can sit still for like five minutes, and it's. It's so frustrating. I, oh, I hate it so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I no. I agree. It's uh. It's yeah. Because again, the thing is, right? You're not going very far. Like it's just such. Like I think the designs of the highways were just. They just didn't. I think they. At the time, they they built them. They. I don't think they thought that like there could be so much. So many vehicles on the road you know they just yeah. can't accommodate it it just doesn't flow you know like if you look at the design of the highways like if you google montreal and you kind of look at the highway design right uh depending on where you're going if you're going from downtown 
uh, anywhere near downtown. You're not, it's not too bad. But as soon as you want to get anywhere west of the, uh, of the 15 that Anthony's talking about, west of the Cary, the Cary Expressway, you're, it's terrible. You know, like you, it, it, yeah, honestly, it's, uh, it's not fun. But like, you know, to answer Seal's question, I, I, when I'm in traffic, I listen to music. Okay. I, uh, I, I have my playlist. I, I don't even know why I have a playlist. I keep skipping songs. <laughs> Uh, my girlfriend hates it. Um, but yeah, I just listen to music. Well, well, my girlfriend does that too. It's it's very frustrating. It's like <laughs> you've you've got this music, you've got all this music in your library in Apple Music or Spotify, and you're skipping like three or four songs at a time. I'm just like, what? Not in the mood. <laughs> just it's not feeling. Today I want to go fast, Anthony. <laughs> Get, we'll make a fast playlist or something. That's what I do. How how am I? Oh, I'm gonna make a playlist for every mood. Yeah, yes. mood is a spectrum, exactly. Anthony. Oh. <laughs> All right, well, you do you, Chris. I know, I know some people. Of, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Sheila. I know some people start like a lot of people are very into podcasts these oh, days. Yeah. So. If any of you guys are listening on your car, let us know. Drop a like. We'll make sure to personally like your comment. Yeah. We're on Spotify is what Sheila forgot to mention just now. Yeah. <laughs> Spotify. <laughs> Amazing. We're also on uh, Apple, aren't we? We're on all the things. Yeah. yeah Apple, everything. Google, Spotify. Check us out. Yeah. Please do. Send us an email. Don't call us out of jail. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, no. Um, yeah, that's, that's the music. I, I, I mean, I, I do agree, like, I should have multiple playlists, but I don't know. I just, it's, it's just, I'm lazy, and I have the one that's great. Yeah. Just too long. That's pretty great. <laughs> it, does, it does take all of five minutes to make a playlist. It's horrible. Oh my god. I have to pick the songs. Oh and then what god. if the thing is <laughs> you don't want to hear the truth. I think when I make a playlist, like okay, the, so I play this A, right? Yeah. If I want to make playlist B for like sorry, for like a different mood, um, it ends up being playlist A plus a couple of songs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like it just ends up being the same thing. Oh, yeah. It's there it's not good. It's not good. It's like it's like a subset of songs that I like. You know, like on Spotify where you have your liked songs. Yeah. Make a playlist out of that, mm -hmm. and then it's just a subset of the songs I like. It's like, you know, the songs I'm on a jam to. You know. That's true. That's true. And then, and the second playlist would just be a subset of the first playlist. You know. Yeah, I, c I can see why that that would be. It'd be kind of redundant to keep making new playlists like that. Ah, thank you. Anthony. Yeah. Okay, I can understand that. Okay. <laughs> Did you guys ever have a oh. a TV in the back of your cars? I I haven't, but I always thought that was such a cool thing. Like it's so, know, so right? useful for like like family road trips and stuff. You know, you just put mm -hmm. on like a Disney movie or something. Uh, well, any kids movie, and you know, entertained yeah. for the whole trip. It's kind of like uh, it's like a screen. The screens in uh, airplanes and stuff. Yeah, the uh, everyone has a personal infotainment. Yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. no, like I think I think I think my uh, my girlfriend's dad. I think he has a he has a van now that 
like a minivan that has like everyone like the back seats have like a, a screen. Mm-hmm. You could play DVDs on them. DVDs. What are those, Chris? Uh, what does it stand for, Anthony? I don't even know. Uh, digital video disc. Amazing. You know, I actually thought of that. <laughs> I was like, it can't be that simple. Apparently, it is. Um, no, yeah, um, they have like. A, I might be wrong, actually. <laughs> but I mean, you know what? Let's go I with that. Is what it was made for originally, anyway. So it makes sense. Makes it's digital. Yeah, it's digital, right? As opposed to analog, right? Yeah. Uh, you tell that to your kids; they won't doubt you. <laughs> uh, yeah, like the, the, the yeah, like the back of the minivan. There's like on each seat, there's a, a little screen there. You can play DVDs. I mean, if you want to, there. Mm-hmm. But like, no, I mean, it, you know, it does the job. Um, some... I. Oh, Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, some some minivans now they have infotainment systems where it's like multiple screens, but like one one DVD drive. So you just plug the disc in and it plays on all the screens, which I think is really useful. I think that's what it has actually. Oh, that's what it was. Cool. Yeah, but like that sucks, right? Like the person in the passenger seat, like the front, yeah. controls it. That's horrible. I suppose you're right, but then it's then it's easier to just set something up for for your kids that like, you know, if you don't want. Don't want them to deal with like DVDs. Imagine, imagine if you're like you're a six year old kid on a road trip and you've got to deal with like a, a like a wallet full of discs. And you're just like, I don't know what CD to get. And... There's so many. You have a nervous breakdown just deciding <laughs> on what to watch, and you start you start yelling into the steering wheel like Anthony does in his like twenties. <laughs> ah, fast and furious. You need for speed. Oh my god, that's not. They're both not. They're not movies. Oh yeah, my god. Yeah, they're both movies. There's a Need for Speed movie? Yeah, there's a Need for Speed movie. I think the premise was something like, oh, your car's got a bomb in it and you can't go below like 30 miles per hour or else it'll explode or something like that. That's... Okay. It was, it was I, a one-time I, I, thing. I there, were, there were no sequels. Um, okay. Is it based off the game series? I think. I don't know. Oh, I, yeah. I honestly never mm-hmm. watched the movie. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Yeah. I remember I was so jealous of the people, like the kids when I was younger, yeah. of the kids mm-hmm. with the with the TVs. But then oh, yeah. I would have like my my Game Boy or my 3DS or oh. whatever it was at the time. Oh, man, that's the best <laughs> going on a road trip and playing on your Game Boy in the backseat. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I, I I remember driving to Toronto one 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 year uh, with my girlfriend's family, and I was just studying thermodynamics out of a textbook <laughs> this fun. was like five years ago uh five six years ago yeah it was fun i mean it, i got in the i got the studying in no but yeah like it's been a while you know you know some people get like the motion sickness when they like look down in like oh, yeah. mm-hmm. that, that happens to me often um uh, i did there were there were some trips where i was able to like play on my game boy and stuff or read a book or something but like it's it's this was like maybe maybe 25 or 35 30 percent of the time so mm. it's, it's it's not fun so like i end up like even for for planes and stuff i just listen to music because it's it's on a plane yeah on a plane you can't you can't watch a movie on a plane oh i've watched a movie on a plane before yeah it's just like but looking you, you down, looking look down. down. If I have like a book or a, or a Game Boy. Or oh, something. seriously? Yeah. Oh, oh well, okay. Yeah. But like, seriously? Okay, I never really considered it because like you're moving so fast, right? You almost don't even notice because you have no, you have nothing to see. Like, oh, that's a cloud. Yeah, that's. There's that's no true. reference. Yeah. Right? 
exactly well that's that's the way i understand it with motion sickness is like your your brain's confused about like what location you're in and it's just kind of like a dizzy you're like disoriented and you just get this mm. really bad dizzy nauseating feeling okay yeah. okay Makes sense, because like you know, we're not meant to go that fast, right? Like the apes weren't traveling three hundred kilometers an hour. Yeah, exactly. Or five, six hundred, whatever planes go. Yeah, because I, mean, I, I know when. We... Oh, go ahead. Uh, well, I did get used to it eventually for planes. Like I used to not be mm -hmm. able to like look you look at the screen like for a long period of time, but now now it's fine. But anyway, and mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like I remember. I remember. I, I never really got motion sickness. I, I mean, like sometimes, like if I was really maybe dehydrated or something mm. in like exceptional circumstances, but uh, in general, no, I never really got it. Like I know when we went to Japan, I know my girlfriend got motion sickness on the bullet train because like you're going just fast enough and you're on the ground, right? You're going like 350 kilometers an hour or whatever. Wow. And like you're going just fast enough to be able to make out things. So like she would look outside and she's like, oh, no, I can't, I can't, I can't. And I was like, wait, this was half the point of taking the bullet train. Wait a second. <laughs> so we swapped seats because I was like, oh, you could take the the, 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 uh, the window seat, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, we had to switch. And I'm like, ah, it's great for me. I get to look at Mount Fuji. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Did it help her? Yeah, I mean, no, she was still not able to look out the window. Like either way, she wasn't okay. able to. She had to look ahead, look like she could look down ish, but she had to look straight ahead the whole time. And I was like, "What?" Yep. And then she like shut the shut the. I think there were shutters. Oh, so you shut it like in a I, plane, so you'd shut her. I, there might have been. I I don't quite remember, but I, I want to say there might have been. And she's like, "Shut the shutters." I'm like, "No, <laughs> I want to look outside." I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm, I'm kind of mean, but whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, you know, in, in Teslas, there's like you could watch like TV on the main screen in front. Like, yeah, at the, I, I don't understand that. Like, wait, is the isn't the driver going to get distracted or something? I mean, like you know, as a as a driver, you wouldn't. Like, I doubt, like most people would would get like super distracted by having a movie on the screen. But I thought the screen was more just informational, like. Here you go. Here's your yeah. audio system, stuff like that, or uh, AC and whatnot. Yeah, that's what I, you know, that's what I would be. That that's what you'd think, right? But I think like the like passenger could like watch a movie. They could play games. They can do so much stuff. She was nodding like she knows. <laughs> no, like cool. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Okay, I wish I knew. I would love to. Like, I don't know. I, I haven't I haven't sat in a Tesla. I think they're great. Um, yeah, I. I would love to play like something on that. It'd be awesome. I remember seeing like car mod car mod shows in the early two thousands, and they would like mod a car so that it would have like a PlayStation Two in the where the, where the glove box would be. It's like, mm, wow, I know what awesome. you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it looked it looked really cool at the time, but it's like only like the driver can't play anything. It's gonna be like the passenger or someone in the back seat, right? Yeah. Uh, but it's like half the fun. Like I think, I think, I think the idea was like you could, you know. Yeah, that's true. It you wasn't... could bring it to a car. You could show up at a car meet, and yeah. just play PS2. Oh yeah, right. That's true. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I think that's the idea. Yeah. And like you know, being able to do it now, just straight off of infotainment, even just playing on your phone, like video game, is not the, quite the same as like playing on your Game Boy or whatever, right? I don't know. There's something not as 
um, not as cool about it. It's very, no, maybe not cool is not the right word, but it's, it's very, I don't know. Like, it's not as fun. Play on your phone? As it used. Yeah, I was playing on a Game Boy or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Makes sense. Switch as, uh, now. Yeah, I thought it's an Nintendo oh, the Switch. Switch now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I well, I, actually, though, this I actually put the Switch in in the fun category. I think playing on your phone is a little bit more um, removed. Yeah, I suppose so. But it 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 is it, it has become more accessible for for kids because you know uh, mm. I think most kids have like uh, like an iPhone or something. Uh, mm. You know, uh, I I don't know any stats about it, but I. It's, that's what it seems like most days, or they use their parents' phones, and then you don't need a separate device. That's true. Do they even sell iPods now still? Like, iPod Touches? Are those still a thing? Uh, iPod Touches are no? still a thing, but they only... Are they? Yeah, but they only update it. Like, it's actually still... It's still You can still find it on, on like, the Apple uh, website. Um, oh. Yeah, mm. but they only update it, like, every two or three years now. Like it's it's not okay. as popular as as iPhones, iPhones and iPads. That's chill. I mean, it's still pretty good. I mean, that they still offer. Because I remember back in the day, you know, I was like, oh, I bought a touch at t- like what I don't remember what what year it was, maybe 26, 20, 2015 or something, mm-hmm. or maybe twenty fourteen. Even I was like, oh, yo, this is cool. Like, I don't know. There's something cool about having something that doesn't do everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's something to be said because you're always it's it's the journey, not the destination, right? I guess people could say or whatever. Well, back back when I had just um like a QWERTY phone, I uh, I would mm-hmm. have like uh, an MP3 player as a secondary device, and I thought it was the coolest thing. Sixteen gigabytes of space holds like 60, 16,000 songs. Um, mm. You know, back when songs were a megabyte. Yeah, and LimeWire yeah. was still a thing. Uh. <laughs> oh, oh, we don't we don't talk about those things here, Anthony. <laughs> oh, oh, We're yeah. hardy individual. Oh. We pay for everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I, I'm sorry. I didn't realize. <laughs> <laughs> I overstepped my boundaries. Oh, no. Oh, you know, God. you know what? Uh, I've seen a lot for driving styles in Montreal. Actually, is people who go like thirty or forty over the limit, and you can tell mm-hmm. because like if like you're just driving a hundred on on like uh one of the main highways and someone like zooms past you you know they're going like 130 or 140 kilometers yeah i'm so guilty of that (laughs) yeah (laughs) my my driving style is very like let's just get there quick especially if it's the highway if i could get to the highway let's go quick i almost wow the i almost hit a ferrari No, Sheila, in in a Ferrari? Yeah. Were you in one? No, no, I was in another car. Whatever, who cares? Like but a Corolla. I don't remember. I don't. No, no. I think a Benz. <laughs> oh, <laughs> something. A and little I more, almost hit the Ferrari. Something a little more common, like a Benz. <laughs> Mercedes Benz <laughs> to you, Chris. Um. Wow, really? That's yeah, that's scary. No, I, I, I could I could vibe with that. I remember mm-hmm. like I almost like I remember once like I was downtown with my like my Acura and I was still like iffy with the manual, right? Yeah. I'm on a hill. There's like a, a Benz behind me. So it was something expensive behind me and I was like and they were up the tush. The tush was being breathed on. 
they were sucking in air from the tush. <laughs> and uh, I, they, were, they were close, man. That's what that means, right. if he wasn't clear. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like if I slipped even a little, my wheel would roll back right and my car would ding them. And I was like scared out of my pants, you know, like... <laughs> Because at the end, I think in that situation, it's legally not my fault because it's always, I think the, the Quebec laws always default to the person that's in a rear end collision, let's say, mm-hmm. the person at the back is at fault because they had the control in the situation. Oh, I, see, yeah. mm-hmm. I think that's the default. Don't quote me again. You know, as I say every episode, don't listen to me, but listen <laughs> to me at the same time. Um yeah, so if I would have actually rolled back into them, right, they could have controlled the distance. I had no control at time at a stop sign or yeah, whatever, exactly. a stoplight. So uh, no, I, I didn't hit them because I'm amazing at driving. But um, no, it's scary, man. Like, yeah, for sure. So if you want to be a yeah, if you want to be a bit of a, of a of a party pooper, always be the party pooper at the front. Yeah. That's actually good to know. Yeah, yeah. I I, I want to say that's the case. Hundred um, percent sure though. One of the one of the things that I'm I'm guilty of is like you know if there's like moderate traffic and you you're going just a little bit too much faster than the average speed, you end up mm-hmm. like really like right at the back of the car in front of you, and it's just it's kind of a scary thing because what happens if there's a sudden break, you know? That's it. Yeah. Yeah, like, just just go the speed. You know, like, I find as well what really helped me, like, slow down in general. This is for Sheila. Uh, <laughs> for Sheila's benefit. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, hey, one day, Sheila, you got to drive me around in your in your, in your your G-Wagon. Yep. I will. Yeah, and I promise I won't go 150 on the highway. 149. Um yeah, no, like one one good thing that really like slowed me down, I say, like when I was driving, when I learned to drive, uh, and then when I kind of came into it a little bit more was like learning how to drive manual actually. Mm. I I found because at at the end of the day you're like you could control what you're doing, but at the end of the day, there's something not directly linked to like if my leg one day just slips, like you're controlling your leg, right? If you're one day just a little bit off your game. And your leg drops a little fast or a little slow, your shift is not going to be as smooth, and the the car is not going to move exactly as you planned. Oh. So that 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 kind of humbles you, you know. And so I found like when I learned how to drive manual, I often had to be a little bit more conservative in my driving, especially let's say you're, you know you're pulling out of a, of a parking lot or something onto the street. You ha- let the people go first because like often like if you try to cut someone off, if you're just a little slow on the clutch. Uh, they're hitting you, mm. you know, because mm-hmm. the car is not going to respond, n- not necessarily going to respond exactly as you plan. Um, yeah, and I learned that very. I mean, I didn't. Nothing happened to me, you know. Thankfully, but like, I, I, I just knew learning in the process. I was like, okay, I know, like, I'm not as proficient. The car is not directly like. It's like it's not a it's not a button anymore. It's more of like a laggy button that works sometimes. You know, I mean, as you, of course, as you get better. You know, you get more proficient and you get more confident. Uh, now, whatever. Uh, but, you know, the habits stay with me. And I, I'm very conservative when I drive now. Um, I would say automatic cars, I'm a little bit less conservative, just a little bit, you know, especially if there's some torque in the car. Like, I would 
I'm more confident, you know, taking off or whatever. But um, yeah, that to say, like when I'm in my WRX, I don't, I don't, I don't gun it. I don't send it. Hashtag send it, as uh, as a lot of people do. I, I I keep it really, really, really calm. Maybe I'll be learning that in the summer if I get my Subaru. Oh, yeah. Call me. Yeah, could make a bunch of how-to videos with with it. Amazing! Hey. Oh my god, that'd be great. What? Yeah, we wanna we wanna make some how-tos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's know what you guys want to see. I'm thinking how to jack up your car, how to change your, uh, how to change, how to put a spare on. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. We'll see where it goes from there. I don't want to do anything crazy. I don't want to become one of them DIY YouTubers or whatever. But uh, you know, these videos might go on YouTube. They might go on Patreon. Um, they might go on our website. Who knows? Yeah. We'll see. Uh, let us know what you guys want to see and where you want to see it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I definitely need to know how to change a tire. Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's fun. Yeah, it's it's better to do it as a group activity. Um, as a- <laughs> it's, yeah. it's I think I, I think I talked about this. The one of my experiences in Maine was uh, I, I, I uh, got a flat tire. Uh, my fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's mm-hmm. just no fun. I mean, I was with my girlfriend too, but it's it's no fun when you're on your own. You just like. What do we do? Yeah. What do we do? Yeah, 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 yeah. If you don't know, like, I think I, I want to say there's like in your manual as well. There's like a description of what to do. There's like, oh, yeah. like a step by step. But you know, in a stressful situation, who's gonna pull out the manual? Yeah, if, and if you bought and if you bought a used car, try to start. There's no manual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you do right. Probably. Yep. Uh, you could Google it, of course. And the first thing that would pop up would be the Beast Motors how to videos. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's scary for sure. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, do you guys have anything, uh, any interesting stories about getting your license back back way when? Uh, for me, not really. I mean, it was kind of uneventful in terms of mm. like how would you how you would go about learning to drive. I mean, every it was just kind of like okay, I did I did my driving courses. I did all the theory. Um, I went to the exam. I passed the exam. All right, great, passed. Um, not much else happened. Uh, I don't know, Sheila. Did you have any uh, eventful? Nothing courses? too too crazy. Uh, w- here in Montreal, we're forced to take uh, driving classes, so of course I had to take them. Um, passed all my driving, like. Um, so we have driving written tests and a driving like on the road test. So oh, I passed yeah. all that. The multiple choice. I forgot about that. There's like a mm-hmm. computer I system. passed the driving, but I failed the Wow my words today. <laughs> I failed I failed the theory. Oh the theory. I thought you had to yeah, pass the first the theory time. first to be able to do the practical. Yeah. I failed the first one. I did it again. I passed and I did the, the practical. Okay. Passed it. Um, got my license. Didn't renew it for like two years, and now I just renewed it. And yeah. oh. did you have to do the test again to renew it? No, no. Okay, no. thank like, goodness. Oh yeah, that sounds horrible. Mm-hmm. I think for us, yeah. at least in in Quebec, you have to the courses go for about a year. I think, and it's might that I think that's. <laughs> I think I heard that it's also it was because they want to get you to like drive in the winter too, instead of just mm. in the summer. 
Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, because for sure, it's a way more. It's a it's a different ball game. Yeah, because like mm-hmm. if you just did if you did all your courses in the summer and you get your license, and then you try driving in the winter, I can see that 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 is a like a very scary situation if you have no experience for doing sure. it before. For mm-hmm. sure, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You know, I I you know. I actually could appreciate some of what they're trying to do, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I, I, you know, when you're going through it, you're like, what is this nonsense? Right. You're like, I just get me out of here. Give me the, give me the practical, you know, yeah. why like to be, that being said, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure it would be nice to have more hour, more practical hours. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, the, the, the driving instructors have a break. Yeah. So sure. I think more practical is not a bad thing, but uh, yeah, you know, I, to their credit, you know, the government's trying to, you know, if that's just, that's true and they're trying to make you drive during the winter. And I think there's some, there's some modules on like a different kind of drivetrains and there's some modules on uh, yeah. eco driving. I don't think that's very well documented, at least when I was there. Yeah. They bring it up um, in like one lecture and that's it. You don't okay. hear anything more about it. Yeah. You know, I, I think they can do better, but I know, I know for sure. Actually, you know, actually, I was pretty lucky when where I studied at the time. They had um, not not a Prius, but like one of the hybrid, like one of the early hybrid Hondas. No one knows this. I think Honda actually came up with one of the first hybrid vehicles that was mass produced. Uh, I never actually Honda Mirage. No, I don't know what it's called. Comment below if you guys know what it's called. But um, I yeah, I, I I had a hybrid Honda. I want. I'm quite sure. I might be wrong. But the, it was a hybrid Honda at my, at my school, and it was the first push-button car it's ever encountered at the time. Wow. And I think it's fantastic that a lot of these schools have maybe some older cars and some newer cars that you get to drive, so you experience different things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. I think it's awesome. You know? Yeah, I think I did my driving courses in a Yaris. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. It was just like it was kind of like the low low end model, so everything was kind of you know if you you need to adjust something, nothing's electronic. You got the standard mm-hmm. turnkey. Um, but they also there's I think there's they offer like every driving school offers one class on manual, but it's optional. So I never I never took it. Mine I don't think offered that. Oh, didn't offer it. Mine either. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, then I, I might I just be completely episode. wrong. It's uh, two against one, so I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, or maybe it's the more recent classes, because I think that mm. whole law came about like when we were legal age to get our. Uh, oh yeah, license. it's been a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that makes sense. If I got, I think I got my license after you two, so mm. that might be, maybe. I don't remember. It's possible. Yeah, because I remember you guys, I remember, I think you did get it later than I did. And I think Sheila got it before I did even. So I think. Oh, really? Makes, Dang. I think so. I, I think so. Or we got it at like, the same time. Okay. I, I, I didn't have the incentive to drive back then. Yeah. I, I, I thought you would have got your but... license first, Chris. Like, I thought you got your license at like 16 or something. Mm-hmm. No, actually, my girlfriend did. My girlfriend got it as soon as she could start. I was, oh. I, I think her parents forced her into it a little bit, but. Mm. Uh no I, I I didn't have the incentive I love don't get me wrong I, at the time I always was into cars but I just was like what I don't need it right now it's not really on the on the on on the forecast kind of thing yeah. I think I was I think when I got it like final I think I was um I want to say I was eighteen or nineteen eighteen maybe oh, eighteen wow. I think I was eighteen okay then I think we got it at the same time I think I got mine at eighteen too oh jeez okay. okay. 
I think I got mine at 24. I got my full license at 24. Yeah. 24? Yeah, two yeah. years ago. Two years ago in, in June is when I got my yeah, full license. Yeah, so you, you definitely saw a little more than we did, for sure. <laughs> yeah. You the babe. <laughs> the wee yeah, little babe. I guess so. I guess so. No, that's okay. Do you guys have, have any like pet peeves with other people's driving styles? Like, let's say you're a passenger in someone's car. Is there something they do that you just hate? You know, we have a mutual friend. I don't know if uh, Anthony's been in this guy's car, but uh, if he's listening, he knows who he is. He knows who he is for sure. Um, do I know him? Oh, for sure you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's it? Okay, tell me after. Yeah, yeah. after, after. after. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Sometimes you're in his car. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, he's a safe guy, but for whatever reason. Oh, I know who it is. For what? <laughs> late bloomer. For whatever reason, sometimes we go to go for a drive. Like, I know once uh, I actually went to go see a car with him up north. Uh, he was going to buy a second car. And. We're in the car, you know. It's me, my girlfriend, him, his girlfriend, and we're we're and he, he just guns it. Like we're going down the highway. It's it's pretty packed. Like it's pretty. It's not like rush hour. It's just after, so there's still quite a few cars, but there's like some some gaps between like bulk of traffic, you know, between like waves, where you can kind of like get some speed up. He guns it out of nowhere, cuts like the whole like three lanes. I'm like, what in my head? Look. Okay, I think I know. When that ha- when that happens to you guys, I don't know, listeners or you two, when when you're in the car with someone who does crazy stuff that you're not expecting, that's a passenger, yeah, shut your mouth because you you don't want to scare somebody, right? Yeah. Like, Frank, like I I when I'm a third person, let's say I'm the third wheel in the car, I and someone someone um uh uh backseat drives, I that's actually a pet peeve of mine. I hate. Oh. When I'm driving, I don't necessarily care. But when I'm the third person in the car and someone else is backseat driving, I want to tell them to be quiet. I hate it. Yo, <laughs> you're not in control. I don't care. Like, you don't want to ride? Get out. You know? <laughs> she looks like laughing like she's the she's the backseat driver. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes. I was in the, like, I, like I, I was getting a lift from uh, that, that friend actually. And uh, they they were talking about it, and it's like that that guy and actually a old coworker of mine, uh, same driving style. Um, but the basic, I mean, the basic reasoning is it's it's all right because I know what I'm doing. And at least for for one of them, I was like, I disagree with that, but you're my left home, <laughs> so I won't say say anything more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't say that, I'm not saying they know what they're doing. I'm just saying they're in control in the moment. And if you, why would you want to, like, cut into their their concentration when they're doing something illegal or crazy, right? Like, that doesn't even make logical sense. Like, don't scream. Like, I, <laughs> I could go on and on about people who do this, guys. I know people who do this. It's, <laughs> I'm not saying it's not my girlfriend. <laughs> I'm, I swear it's actually not. But she's a backseat driver. Don't get me wrong. But but there's some people I know that just go all, like, "What are you doing?" kind of thing. Like, and they're just like super. I don't know. 
I don't know, guys. Yeah, you know, backseat it, driving is, is it is pretty annoying. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't know. Just 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 don't kick a ride next time. If you really like, just drive yourself. I don't know. Like, yeah. what do you you know? I, but at the same, devil's advocate, of course, I understand all the sides here. Uh, if you have a guest, if you're a passenger, drive normally. <laughs> you know, hmm. for sure. I I I get. I, I I'm guilty, guys. I do that too. Sometimes I you know. I don't cut three lanes and accelerate to 3D kilometers beyond the limit randomly. I don't do that. But uh, I do, you know, like whatever, like maybe I cut it close sometimes or like I, I, you know, in a parking lot, I kind of swerve into a spot or whatever unexpectedly. But I know what I'm doing. I'm in control. Like I, but I understand it could be a little bit scary to someone not expecting it for sure. I usually won't say anything but i'll make sure that the driver knows that he is a little bit crazy right now while you he you know exactly (laughs) (laughs) you look at him like (sighs) (laughs) my we'll talk later (laughs) (laughs) i have a pet peeve where you know on the highway you know some of those some of those people who like um the the turn signal is like using the turn signal is simply guidelines. You don't have to do it. Mm. Uh, and they like they like swerving in lanes. Mm. So it's not so much like if they're ahead of me and they're doing that, I'm like, okay, fine. I know where you are. It's fine. But if you come up behind me and you're just swerving back and forth, like right out of my blind spot, I'm like, oh my God, just get out of here, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. so dangerous, I find. That's dangerous. Yeah. Like I they're just telling you to get out of the way, right? But like can just go around me, you know, or yeah. something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Actually, you know, in Europe they drive way differently. Like well, okay, I'm not gonna say way differently, but like uh in general in those situations. <clears throat> sorry. In those situations, like they're much more aware of who's going faster and who has the right of way in situations than mm. us in North America. Mm. Okay. Because they, you know, they have the Autobahn, like especially in Germany, right? They have the Autobahn, you know. Um, so you like go if like you're going, max 200, 200 miles? There is no, there's no limit, oh, there's no limit in, limit. in okay. on the Autobahn. Okay. On some sections, you can go whatever you can. Like if you, go, um, if you go slowly, you get in trouble, basically. You get in trouble and you get whacked. Like if you're, uh, you know, if you're in some kind of a slow car in the left lane, which is considered the fast lane, right? Mm-hmm. The overtaking lane. If you're going, you know, let's say 150, which is fast, but also not that fast in terms of like German vehicles. If you can go 150, you know, you're just cruising and someone, you know, you see some flashing lights behind you, you should definitely move over because they're probably going 300 kilometers an hour, you know? So, um, you know, they're just more aware and, you know, like they have like they have way more roundabouts than we do. And apparently the roundabouts are like super efficient for directing traffic and getting, you know, avoiding avoiding blockages. Um, so they're just way more aware of, you know, people's right of way and other people on the road as well. Mm-hmm. I'd like to drive in Europe one day. There yeah. go. Europe road trip. Woohoo. Let's do it. Ooh, <laughs> let's do that. Do like a, and a it's mostly trail. manual there, right? As far as I know, yeah, it's more. I think it's more popular. It's, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Like I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like here, you know, we 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 um we place safety above all else. But I definitely think there's some skill involved in driving that should be evaluated as well. 
like you know for example as i just mentioned right being aware of other cars i mean i guess that falls into safety but just being able to react to situations as well is also mm-hmm. part of safety i would say you know um yeah like i i i find it hard to believe i know i know when i was doing my license doing my license test they were really hard on the safety just make make sure you know you do all your turn signals and you look as mm-hmm. often in your blind spot as you can and you'll pass you can go like they don't really stress going the limit per se they stress just making sure you're always aware of yeah. things um but they don't really stress you know if you're aware and you're going slow you should be in the right lane um and they don't stress going on a highway like i had to request highway driving um i don't know about you guys but for, i think in my last courses yeah oh. like i yeah yeah my 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 courses i think like even the test should be there should be a highway portion yeah. that's just part of life yeah it's usually like, just uh wherever it is it's usually just scenic like a or like an urban route you go you go a few blocks around and then you you come back and you park and that's it like that i i think that should be a little bit more strict mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know on that side like i get your like for sure you know so, some some of the beer license bureaus the examination stations are are in uh, very suburban areas and i understand maybe the highway's a little far um but maybe don't build one there um you know i i'm just saying guys i don't know i just i just think you know highway driving so crucial because i was actually asking so I had the same driving instructor for 80% of my courses and the last 20%, I was lucky enough. I was like, you know what? I'm going to find someone else. And cause like, I think the timing didn't work out with my other instructor. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want someone different. I was, so I was speaking to the dude and I was like, I want someone to take me on the highway. He's like, okay, no problem. So he booked me, um, cause it was optional. So he booked me, uh, some time with a truck driver, an ex truck driver. Oh, fantastic. Cool. Fantastic person to learn nice. from best drivers, right? They just know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just driving for a living, right? Like, it's like you can't get any better. Yeah. I had some very deep conversations with this man. He was amazing. Um, <laughs> it was a little, a little perverted, but um, not me, the guy. Uh, no, he, he was a great guy. He taught me a lot, you know, like a lot of the signage on the highways. You know, what does that mean? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what the lanes are generally for, how to do something, you know, just general etiquette. Like it, it was way more um, involved versus having someone who just drives like a normal person every day, you know, um, mm-hmm. someone who drives professionally. That's a great person to have as a tutor, you know, oh, yeah. as a mentor, as a teacher. Yeah. So no, that was awesome. So I, I, I think, I think it should be part of it, you know, and that made me a better driver. I drove a lot on the highway when I was doing my practicals. Um, I mean, like my, my, my practice, like out of the class. I, I I made a point to drive on the highway. You know, I took my mom's car. I went wherever, took the highway. Yep. You know, I was like, my I know my mom especially was scared of taking the highway. She's like, I don't know where I'm going to go. What if I miss my exit? And now I'm like, what? You just get off at the next one. Yeah. Turn around. Like, what's the big deal? You know, that's it. So, yeah. I know for, for my driving school, I had at least, at least one of my classes. It was uh, my instructor had me go on the highway. Um even yeah i guess even even if it wasn't for the exam or anything it was just to get that that kind of experience um probably it was probably a good thing it's better it's better to like have be in a like a a driving school car right because there's like he's got like at least a break or he knows he knows Mm -hmm. what to do to intervene if something goes goes wrong right Mm -hmm. that's that's it 
instead of you going that makes on, sense right yeah, instead of you going on like you go on the highway with your parents car for the first time and you you don't know what to do and it's like oh oh my god and there's like a like a panic or something and that's so much it you know yeah. no that's a, that's a great point yeah. like go with someone that knows what they're doing yeah like why not have an f1 driver teach you how to drive that'd be fantastic oh, too yeah yeah I mean, awesome man god i want to one day this year hopefully things open up a little bit more this year um i want to be able to go to a track this year maybe not with my own car but maybe like rent a car you know like i you know some tracks offer like some 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 packages where you could rent some like you know maybe some some very powerful muscle cars or some some rally cars and just have a go on the track a couple oh, yeah. of laps awesome. i really want to and you can learn from like professional drivers um, and it's, you know, I understand the theory, but God, I would love to learn from someone who actually knows how to drive, mm -hmm. you know, do it's, they, it's much more intuitive. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Do they, uh, open up the, the Grand Prix track on Jean Trapeau for, uh, racing? Uh, they do, well, but, racing, uh, like driving on it. Uh, is open. I don't know hundred percent. They open it for actual city driving. They open it up as, <laughs> as a lane. Mm -hmm. You could get through, like, you could cut through there to get to, like, La Madeleine and stuff, oh. uh, Saint-Hélène. Oh, I didn't know that. You could, like, you could, you could get off the Jacques-Cartier Bridge, and, if, like, for those of you who don't know what the Jacques-Cartier Bridge is or any of these streets, just Google them. But you can, <laughs> you can use, you can, Montreal you can use the racetrack, and we're talking about the racetrack. That's the racetrack is in the middle, sort of, I... It's in the it's it's very it's in the core area of um, between the main island and the south shore, um, and you could basically one of the main bridges um, that was, that Montreal is known for has an exit that brings you sh more or less straight onto that track uh, during the summer. I think sometimes when the I think during the summer only um, when it's not being used for the F one races mm -hmm. series of races, uh, they open it up so that you can actually drive through it but to get somewhere like you can't just oh it's not closed it's not a closed course okay okay uh i think also during the summer again there's probably a schedule or somewhere but you can actually bike on it i know anthony you're a very avid cyclist yeah, you can bike yeah, on they, it i saw they opened it up um i think most days it's open for cyclists they just unless mm. unless they close it down for for driving uh like you said from coming from the bridge these yeah 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 i mean uh, i would be awesome yeah. you know uh, but yeah well the the track i was thinking of is called icar it's in mirabelle just north of montreal oh they, yeah um, that place uh, i had a huge. classmate that uh, goes up there to uh, to oh. to uh, race around and work on like he works mm -hmm. on his cars and then he goes and he goes driving that's awesome there. yeah yeah one of my ex-colleagues same thing he does the same he races on the weekends he has a specific car for it he's in a class i totally want to do uh, it. chris will you help me soup up my subaru so i can race it my god um <laughs> we can we can go we can try yeah why not yeah we can but uh yeah i it's a whole endeavor we can maybe make a video series on it i don't hey, know yeah it's, it's it's very not conventional like there's a lot involved so maybe maybe you know, who knows yeah why not we can try yeah we'll see how that goes no promises <laughs> uh you need to prepare your car you need a lot of preparing for it maybe like when i have uh, i have a friend maybe we'll have on as a guest one day and we'll we could ask him what's involved because it's actually quite involved nice yeah. and there's a lot of money because you're basically buying a car that you so stakes uh, stakes wise you have to be ready to buy a car 
that you might lose the first race. It might, right? What do you so, mean lose? Like crash it or? or yeah, or it might get totaled. It might get oh. completely totaled the I first thought, race. I thought we were talking about like pink slips or something. I'm like, <laughs> do they do that wait that's that's illegal right uh well it's illegal know. i'm not commenting i'm not gonna say what's <laughs> illegal and not illegal uh, um do your due diligence guys uh yeah i don't know anything uh anything else you guys want to mention um what do you think of like driver assist systems? Like, do you think it takes away from, from the driving, like people's driving styles, like, you know, automatic brake systems, traction control, uh, cruise control, which uh, I'm a fan of cruise control. Actually, I like cruise control for, for highway, long stretches of highways and stuff. But I mean like other stuff like, um, uh, the system, you know, where like if a car is in your blind spot, it'll, it'll like warn you in advance. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I don't personally use cruise control. I really should. Um, especially for trips, right? Like I, like I, I drive Toronto off and it should be, it should be a thing, but I don't know. I haven't really experimented. Um, but I know for sure, like, you know how, I mean, I, I, I don't, I, I might be completely speaking out of turn here. I don't even know if this is for real, but I think I want to say that the, you know the the driving schools today i feel like they haven't caught up to the technology and i feel like they should really spend the time to really actually explain to, to you know students and have people have students also have kind of that that actual um uh hands-on experience with newer cars that have this technology you know because you know like when, when people are cruising along in their mercedes you know with their blind spot detect and and, you know, the lane departure assist and, you know, I mean, not even just Mercedes, there's all these, all cars, Hondas, every car have this, have these things now, right? Standard. Mm. And, you know, there's a completely different nuance of your driving that's, that's, that's being almost uh, controlled or influenced by this in some way, right? Um, by these, you know, these assists. And I, I feel like there's a lot of it that's being a lot of the actual driving these days is not, you know, there's very few little input. You barely, I, you know, some, I, sometimes I see people like they're lying down in their seats. Like, mm-hmm. like, have you guys ever seen this? Like people are just like way back, you know, I, I like, like literally, before, but oh, Sheila's nodding. She knows. She knows yeah. It's there. Honestly, like you're driving, you're not, you're not relaxed. It's not a, rel- you know, I'm not I'm not going to say it's not relaxing, but, you know, it's not like you're sitting on your couch watching TV, right? Like you're driving. You could die at any moment, right? Like pay attention, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like all these assists kind of kind of, kind of add to that kind of experience. They kind of add to that, that um, uh, what's the word? They, they add to that kind of uh, chill vibe that, that um, oh, man, I'm losing my words today too. Um, they, they, just, they just make you feel... Safe, safe, I guess. Safer, I mean, but not, but they give you a false sense of security. You know, it's yeah. not like they make you feel safer, but it's not like it's not safer. There are other cars on the road that don't have these assists and people don't drive like you, yeah. you know? And if you're taking your attention away from these things, you're going to get burned, you know? Um, at just at the end of the day, right? Like you should spend more time actually focusing on the road and less not. And, you know, we, people these days talk a lot about 
or like it's always in the news, right? You hear about the different levels of, of car assist. There's level one to five, right? Mm-hmm. I think level five is the most advanced or whatever. Yeah. Fully autonomous or whatever. I'm not quite sure. But, um, you know, you hear about these levels and what the cars can achieve at each level. And, you know, they're, they're, they're developing these things on close closed tracks with like, you know, in a controlled environment and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they hit the road and it's in a real world situation, they're still gathering data. They're still seeing what works and what doesn't. They're still getting user information after the fact, you know, they released a product into the world, right? I mean, I'm not saying they're gathering your data, like collecting it. I'm saying like, you know, they're testing it and they're getting the feedback verbally from you, from customers saying, mm-hmm. I like this. I don't like this, like actual words, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they see the lawsuits and they see all the things happening and they're adjusting their course, right? Um, I almost forgot my train of thought, but like, yeah, yeah, you know, all this stuff is happening and like all the while we're, we're not catching up to the reality, I feel, of the fact that these things are coming, you know? Mm. And I don't, I, I, you know, there's so much, there's so many accidents every day. There's so many, there's so much damage, death carnage you know and i feel like these things are kind of contributing to it i mean of course there's more cars on the road as well i don't want to say that but i'm sure if you adjust for for cars on the road over time i'm sure you can you can see the correlation you know oh yeah mm-hmm. um it's sad i, I honestly feel like you know auto- you can't we can't we can't there's you know autonomous cars are going to be a thing one day you know and we can't, it's, it's inevitable and it's definitely going to be a great thing when everything is autonomous and we're living in smart cities all the way up to like the Northern territories, you know? Um, but until then, you know, there's a transitional period where I feel like people still have to be aware, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, so I don't know, what do you guys think? Agreed. Like, um, it's something that's going to happen in the future with not only driving, but so many areas in our life um, Mm -hmm. where things are just going to be autonomous and we're just going to be like, you know, lazier and lazier and more dependent on these, on technology. That's true. But I I also, I think um, the point, the, the point you made at the beginning, Chris, was that, you know, they should teach this in driving school. I think I think the opposite should happen. Like, I think it's it's all extra systems that not every car has. Mm. And so it's better to kind of keep it old school. I mean, if you really wanted to keep it old school, you teach manual. But, uh, you know, that's that's for that's another argument. Um, mm. But definitely, at least you should know you should know how to be a more aware driver instead of you just learning like how to use these systems instead. Because it, mm. it, it's exactly like you say, you know, it's a, it gives you a false sense of security. It's like I've um, I heard of a okay, this is for like self driving, where like uh, somebody was using a self like the self driving function of a car, and was reading a book while in the driver's seat. Um, but yeah, one of the one of the things I guess that wasn't wasn't really like it's kind of in the fine print was that it's not a hundred percent. You can't do a hundred percent autonomous self driving. So I guess that 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 might have been just a misunderstanding um and also these systems fail too like i've also heard of like cruise control failing in a car where it was locked to like let's say 100 kilometers per hour and so the driver actually made it to a parking lot and only managed to was actually fighting with the car to stop it from trying to rev up to 100 100 kilometers an hour even though it was parked Mm. Um, 
I think they managed well, to shut it down, but yeah. I think we're getting way off of topic, but let's definitely continue this train of top thought for our next episode. Ooh. Our yeah. next episode. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so guys, make sure you like and subscribe this vid and subscribe wait, like this video and subscribe to our channel. Um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at this motors official and support us on Patreon at this motors. Nice. Until next time. See ya. Bye. See you guys. Bye. Thank you.